Welcome to the Southwest Apostolic Church Podcast. Southwest Apostolic Church is located 3161 South Rowena Street, Indianapolis, Indiana 46241. Our services are Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, Sunday evening at 7 o'clock, and on Tuesdays we have a prayer meeting at 730. And at 7.30 on Wednesdays we have our Bible class. Of course, you're welcome to any and all of these services. This podcast will be dedicated to the subject of discipleship, and we say thanks for listening, and let's get right into the teaching. God bless. To be praised. Amen. We love him tonight. Don't you love him tonight? Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good to see everybody here tonight, and uh, let's go ahead and get into the Word, because time goes fast anymore, because we're heading towards the speed of light, according to Chris, that's why. Heading towards, heading towards the speed of eternity. Amen. We're going to go tonight to the book of Mark. We're going to, I think this might be our last installment on our discipleship series, but you never know where it's going to go because it's, it's kind of grown. We had, uh, we talked about discipleship as far as seed falling in the ground and dying. Talked about repenting and, uh, Dying out to yourself, take up your cross, and how it's impossible to be a disciple unless you do that. And then we talked about the value of that process, how when a seed dies, it brings forth life. And then we talked about, the next week we talked about roots. It's all in the roots. And uh, how the seed has to grow and the roots have to get down. It's being steadfast. And then, then Sunday morning we talked about we talked about discipleship, of, and uh, we talked about uh, following the teachings of Jesus. And uh, being a disciple, you follow his teachings. You're a disciple of Jesus. You listen to what he says, and, and you do them. And then, so if that's the case, then let's talk one more time about discipleship, and then there's one more aspect I think we can get out of it. And <laughs> if the Lord gives us something else... Uh, we talk, preached about it the first time, and then I uh, thought about it again, and then came into Sunday school, and the lesson was about it. We've had that a couple of lessons, and it just kind of expanded. But I think it's good stuff because that's what it's all about for people being his disciple. Yes, amen. That's what he told them. Go out there and teach all nations. Make disciples out of them. Amen. Make followers of Jesus out of them. Amen. A good follower of Jesus. That's what we want to be. Let's go to Mark. And let's, uh, let's look at uh, chapter 4 and uh, verse 26. And um, now this goes along with what we've been talking about. And he said, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. And he knoweth not how, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. Let's pray one more time. Jesus, we love you tonight. We ask you to help us, God. We ask you to teach us your way, God. Help us, Lord. Be a good disciple, Lord. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. So, you put the seed in the ground. It produces roots. Then it starts to grow. And if you can look also and mark the uh, fourth chapter, he talks about the parable, we talked about this too, about the mustard seed. He said, shall we liken the kingdom of God or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds. You know, that's how we feel sometimes, ain't it? We're just less than all the seeds. Anybody ever feel that way? Amen. Amen. And, uh, but he said, it's less than all the seeds that be in the earth. And when it is sown, there it is again, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. So the aspect of discipleship we want to talk about tonight we want to talk about growth and bearing fruit because that's what it's all about. Uh, we, re we read that about the, uh, the corn. He said, when the corn grows, he said, you get the, uh, the stalk and you get the, uh, you get the uh, blades and then you get the ears, right? And? You know, you take one seed. We've talked about this for three or four weeks, but you take one seed and it grows up and you get all the, you get the fruit of it. Right. You get the fruit. And uh, so God, when he, being part of a disciple is uh, getting your roots down, getting established. And then when that happens, you'll you listen to the word, like we talked about last week, and you start becoming a doer of the word and you follow the teachings of Jesus the word will cause you to grow. Amen. Amen. Peter said it like this, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. He said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. How many knows we grow by the word because we learn things by the word? You know, in humanity, growing is uh, humanity is growing is learning. I don't think you ever get too old to learn, do you? You don't get too old to learn, and when you think you know it all, you've you've already cut yourself short because we don't know it all, do we? We don't know it all. <laughs> we don't know it all at all. But it's the will of God for the plant to grow. It's will for the disciple to grow up. And I could say, you know, we're living in a world nobody wants to grow up. They don't want responsibility. They want to look at TikTok all day long. You know, you, you know, you got you want to say some things, but you don't want to say anything to offend anybody. But you know, there comes. Paul said, "When I was a child, I spoke as a child." But he said, when I became a man, I put away childish things. And because he, you know, you don't stay a child forever. You know, if a, if a child 
grows and people, if they only grow so far, there's something wrong. You know, if they're physical anyway, there's something wrong there. And, they, and if they don't grow up like they should or doesn't grow like, like the, the, you know, like normal or whatever the word might be. But the, God has a process and in his process of being a disciple, we should be growing. Amen. We should be growing. And I'm not saying you're not. We're just looking at this in general tonight. But I'll tell you what. I should, I hope to, and I think I am. And I I, I know I'm growing because the Lord's been working on me. Praise the Lord. How I many knows he knows how to work on us? I said he knows how to work on us, don't I? <laughs> I said he knows how to work on us. Praise the Lord. Yes, he does. <laughs> he said, he said uh, in John, I think it is, let me find it here. I think it's John, let's see, 15 maybe. Yeah, let's go there, John 15, and uh, let's start there. Yeah, let's go to John 15, look at that. And he likens this to a plant. He talks about, now he, he, we've been talking about corn, we've been talking about wheat, we talk about trees. We're talking about things that grow and the seed gets planted and there's a process getting the roots down and hearing the word of God and growing in the word and learning about God. And it, and it translates into what we call growth. And he, and he gave us the example of the corn grows up with the stalk. Then the leaves come out, then the fruit comes out and you get the, you get the fruit. Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Now what that means is the husbandman is a farmer, one who tills the ground, one who works the ground, the tiller of the soil, the vine dresser. See, the spirit of God <laughs> is a vine dresser. <laughs> How many knows God knows how to till your ground? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> because, see, the condition of the ground, this is taken off on me already. The condition of the ground is very important. We already talked about that. Talked about the seed fell on four different kinds of ground. And, <laughs> and sometimes we've got to make sure we've got things... If there's stone, if we got a stony heart, we need to clean that out of our heart, don't we? Yeah, amen. Yeah. amen. Bitterness doesn't hurt anybody but the bitter. Amen. Amen. Doesn't hurt anybody but you. It, it's, it, it defiles you. It doesn't defile the other person. You know, sometimes you can be bitter at somebody, and they're out having a party. They're not, they're not worried about you being bitter with them. They don't care if you're bitter or not. They don't care how bitter you are. Because they don't, you know, if they're not worried about it, you, and you're carrying all bitterness and things. And uh, so you need to get, Jesus talked about the stony ground. The, the, and the stony ground keeps you from being able to put your roots down. And if you don't put your roots down, he said it springs up, but it don't have any root, and it doesn't stay growing. You see? So it doesn't stay growing. And then he said, also he said it could be good ground, but he said, there's thorns and thistles that grow up on the ground. And we have to be careful with those things too. Yeah. Riches, he said. How I many of those riches can, you know, I, I always prayed. I said, Lord, I don't want to have any more than you want me to have. Amen. I don't want no more. I'll take all you give me though. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't want no more than you want me to have. Because I don't want to get way out there and get too, you know, too blessed where I don't need God anymore. Like our world is today. They think they don't need God because we're so blessed. And they say, well, we don't even need to put God in the picture. We got this figured out. So he said riches and pleasures, you see. Pleasures. 
You know, there's nothing wrong with having a good time. There's nothing wrong with going hunting. There's nothing wrong with fishing. There's nothing wrong with good godly things. But you know what? You gotta you gotta make sure you keep that trim down because that'll grow up. And next thing you know, you can be missing Sunday school too many times to go fishing. Come on, somebody. You know, you'd be missing church too many times to go deer hunting or whatever, bear hunting or wherever you go, praise the Lord. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And everybody needs to get away, okay? But you got to be careful. Those things have a tendency to grow up. How many know thorns grow? Thistles grow. Weeds grow. If you don't take care of your garden, of your heart, there'll be things growing up in there to keep you from being able to grow like God wants you to. And that's what it's all about. It's not about putting people in a bunch of rules. It's not about giving people a bunch of thou shalt nots. The idea is to be in a position to grow yes. and have ground and everything be cultivated the way God wants it to be, okay? So he, Jesus said, uh, the, my father is the husband when the spirit of God is doing the work. Because, you know, that's why we say people need the Holy Ghost because that that... They can explain how a seed goes in the ground. They can explain how it breaks up. They can explain the three parts of the seed. And they can explain. But they can't put life in it. They might figure out, think, well, uh, what's his name? Darwin's got it figured out. The origin of species and all that. But I'll tell you what. They do not have a clue about the origin of life. Because life comes from God. Amen. That tells me there's a God right there because it's in Him we live and move and have our very being. Amen? Amen. They cannot... You see, the debate is, where it, does the brain produce the mind? Or, you know, they say, well, you just got a mind because you got a brain. And it, but they don't say that the mind is separate from the brain. They don't even like to use the word mind, okay? But I want to tell you something. They, you, you can... Why is it if, if, if it's all just material and it's all just not spiritual and there's no God, why can't you take all the ingredients and put them together and get something out of it then? You can't do it. God has to give the increase. Amen? Amen. He said one man soweth, another man watereth, but God gives the increase. Amen. That's why we want God moving. Amen. That's why we want the Holy Ghost falling. That's why we want the Holy Ghost, the husbandman, working on us. Praise God. And talking to the young kids' hearts and people's hearts and older people's hearts and just working in here and till, tilling up the ground a little bit. Praise the Lord. Getting the rocks out and getting the roots, getting the roots down and getting thorns out and getting the thistles out. Praise the Lord. Amen. Where God can give us the fruit we can grow like God wants us to grow. So Jesus said... Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, I think I told you before, Brother Paul said he worked at an orchard when he was young, and the trees would grow and they would get water sprouts at a certain time of year, and they would go and they tell them they cut those limbs off of there. Because those limbs were not going to bring any fruit. They were just sucking the water out of the ground. And they, they, were, not going to, they were just what they called water sprouts. So they'd go along and cut that tree. You know, sometimes before we can grow, God has to cut on us a little bit. We have to be cut on a little bit. 
I don't want to do no cutting, do you? I don't think God wants us to cut each other. We're not in the cutting business. The Holy Ghost does the, is the husbandman. The Holy Ghost does the dressing, okay? The Holy Ghost does the clipping, and the Holy Ghost does the chopping, and the Holy Ghost, that's why we want everything to be done in the Spirit. That's why you want to sing in the Spirit. You want to testify in the Spirit. You want to preach in the Spirit. You want everything done in the Spirit. And let me say, singers, pray before service because you'll be a lot more effective in the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you got some prayer life behind you and if saints come and pray, that's when the Holy Ghost begins to move and somebody comes in service and the Spirit of God begins to dress and the Spirit of God begins to move and the Spirit of God begins to convict. I don't want to convict anybody that comes to church and put my condemnation on them, but if God does it, they can't help it. And if God does it, they'll know the difference, don't you think? I think they'll know if God did it or not. You know, they'll know if we're mean and hard on them or they'll know if God's doing it. But we want the Holy Ghost to work, amen, because we want to grow. And I'm not talking about a church. We want the church to grow, but I really hadn't thought of that. But we do want the church to grow, but I'm talking about individuals. Because if individuals grow, the church will grow. Yes. Amen. 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 Somebody told me the other day, I'm not going to tell you who it was, but I was thrilled about it. Uh, Sister uh, Cindy said something tonight. She said, I want the church to grow. Amen. Somebody told me, I think it was Sunday night. They said, I'm going to fast this week. So I'm going to fast this week. And I said, really? They said, yeah. I said, I, said, I want our church to grow. Amen. You know, that's what we need. The pastor wants it to grow. Sister Young wants it to grow. We think about it and, and probably think about it, eat it, and chew on it too much. And we want it to grow. But when the, when the, when the seeds out here, when the saints get the desire to grow, when the saints say, hey, let's get our church growing. Amen. Let's grow in God. Let's start getting our church to grow. Okay, what you got something going on then? Because the pastor can only do so much. First lady can only do so much. Praise the Lord. But when the, but see, when the, when the plant starts growing, it starts producing the fruit. Amen. It don't just produce one ear. It produces ear, 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 ear. And, that, and like I said, that corn will grow that eye. And Jesus talked about that mustard seed that grows into that big tree. And he said it turns into a big, beautiful tree. And the, the birds flock into that tree. So he said he purges it. He purges it that it might bring forth. He cleanses it from filth. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. The cleanse, that is, to expiate, purge, to clean without impurities. You see, the Holy Ghost will work on you and get, make you straighten up a little bit. Yes, amen. amen. Let me tell you something. You got the Holy Ghost. You need to let that Holy Ghost have you. And if you got was using a certain language before you got in church, when you got the Holy Ghost, you let that Holy Ghost, it'll stop you from using that language. Yeah, amen. amen. It'll change your language. <laughs> I told you before, my buddy, I had just got the Holy Ghost, and my buddy was flying down the street on his motorcycle, and he wow, popped a willy, and I started to say that, and I started to say some cuss words, and say he's crazy and use some choice words. And just when I started to say it, man, it's like somebody went like that. Amen. Whoa. <laughs> somebody else told me the other day, they said they were getting ready to say something. They just, and they couldn't believe that, you know, just, 
they wasn't thinking it almost came out, but it didn't come out because the Holy Ghost checked them. Amen. I think the Holy Ghost knows how to check us. And we're supposed to let him check us. Amen. I said we're supposed to let him check us. We're supposed to let him work on us. Amen. We're supposed to follow the Spirit and make some changes and grow. Praise the Lord. Grow in grace and grow in the knowledge of God and grow. Amen. Grow, grow, grow. You don't stay the same. Don't stay the same. Help me, Jesus. And because... It's the will of God that the church grow, that people grow, that disciples grow. You know, Paul told the Corinthians one time, he's, he said, not everybody knows the truth. And he said, I speak this to your shame. In other words, they weren't doing their job. And he said, there were very spiritual church at Corinth, but they were also very carnal, he said. And they had a lot of backbiting, bitterness, and all those kind of things, and and he, he said, we, we got to, you know, and he gave him great teachings on what being spiritual was because he understood the church needs to grow. And some things you can't grow in with it going on, but you, you, if you get the right atmosphere, you can grow. How many knows you got to have the right atmosphere? Yes. Amen. Ain't nothing growing on Mars. I think they said they found a tulip or something the other day. I don't know if <laughs> I saw a headline. I didn't break down and read the article. They found something that looks like a tulip. I don't know, but I. <laughs> I can step way out there and say I don't know if there's a rover up there or not praise the Lord <laughs> there he is I'm just kidding kind of <laughs> but the fact of the matter is I'm not there I don't know what's up there they can tell you anything okay brother younger you better get back in the word Zoe said <laughs> the word purges it you got to be a little bit skeptical, folks. I don't think God wants us to swallow everything somebody throws out there. The child of God doesn't just swallow everything, they, every worm that's thrown out there. They don't just read everything everybody and, and just believe, just gullible, believe everything somebody tells you. How many knows we need to try the spirits? Amen. How many knows we need to pray and read the word and and having a relationship with God and, and have our roots down and be growing in the Spirit. And when you do that, some things, you, you, it, your Holy Ghost will check you. Thank you Jesus. So, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I'll just step back and I'll, I'll put that out here and I'll watch it for a while, see what happens. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Because, see, people follow after things. They follow after certain things. They hear and YouTube and all that stuff, and you follow after some of that stuff, it'll lead you be out in left field somewhere. Right. Kind of like Vlad Putin. I'm trying to figure him out. What's he thinking? And if you listen, you listen to what they say. It's like they're living in a parallel universe or something. He's, he's trying to denazify Ukraine, what I read. Well, it sounds it looks like he's the one acting like Hitler to me. You see, humanity, their mind and things can get way out there. Of course, we know evil and all that. But Jesus said that the father, the husbandman, purges, it cleans us that we might bring forth more fruit. And he said, now are you clean through the word? Like we said Saturday, Sunday, you listen to the word, you obey the word, and we're made clean by the word. Washed by the word, the Bible says. We come in here, we're fed by the Word. We're washed by the Word. We're made clean by the Word. 
I tell you what, I want somebody to straighten me out when they preach. Not, not in a harsh manner. I tell you what, I, I uh, told my wife, I listened to this message. I said, I heard this message today. I said, I have never heard a message like that today. It, like I had never heard it. So she come home and I downloaded it and listened, let her listen to it while she sat in the recliner before we got ready for church. And I tell you what, the word of God, and when it's done in the spirit, and somebody presents something the way God would have it done. It's very effective. Amen. Amen. I said it's very effective. Amen. And it gets down in our heart. And it lets us have the right perspective. And lets us see things like maybe we, did, maybe we didn't realize we needed to see something. Or, or maybe we didn't realize something needed to be different. But when the word gets to working. And the husbandman gets to purging. Praise the Lord. And he starts cleaning us out. Praise God. God knows how to help us. Amen. God knows how to help us bring forth fruit. Amen. He said, now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and in him the same bringeth forth much fruit. That fruit is uh, like a tree, a vine, of the, the fruit of it, like a, uh, of the, a cherry tree of cherry, or an orange, or uh, uh, it's the fruit of it, to gather fruit, something that's harvested, something that grows, okay? And that's what he wants us to do, is grow and bring forth fruit. Hang on, i got to move on here real quick. And he said, uh, without me, you can do nothing. He said, now listen to this now. It's better to stay in the plant, better to stay in the vine, and let the God work on you and purge you. Let me tell you something. If you make a mistake, don't quit coming to church. Come back. Yeah, Always come back. I don't care what it is. Come back. Amen. Come back, come back, come back, and let God work on you. Amen. Come back and let God talk to you. Amen. Come back and let God work in your heart a little bit. Let God work on you and help you. Come, keep coming to church. Whatever you do, keep coming to church. I can't emphasize it enough. Keep coming to church. It'll save your soul. Amen. My friend told me that. I hadn't had been to church very long. He said, whatever you do, go to church. We, we, we grew, you know, life changes. You get married, you have kids, you have hard times, you had rough times. But you always, we always somehow, thank God Sister Young never thought about it. She never, she was on the same page pretty much. Let's go, we're going to church tonight. We're going to church tonight. You know, we, <laughs> amen. That don't mean you're perfect. That don't mean you're hypocrite. I said, that don't mean you're a hypocrite. That means you're coming back to get something for your soul. Amen. Amen. You're coming back say, let that Holy Ghost work on me. Let it purge me. Let it clean me up and get something out of my heart that I might grow and I might be better. You see, when you grow, you're not doing the same things you was doing before. (laughs) Kids do crazy things. And they don't even realize they're doing it. 
I think back when I was a little kid, we had BB guns and pellet guns. About 10 years old, Brother Earl, we had a, I had a nice one. It was about that long, and it was a pump. And it, was, it wasn't like one of these cheap plastic ones. It was all wood. I looked them up on eBay just to maybe see about getting one, but I couldn't afford one. Because <laughs> I didn't want to afford one anyway. But you pumped it up, and it didn't, use, it didn't shoot the 177s. It shot the 44s. 44 pellet. And me and Larry Spall, we used to go out. And, you know, we'd just go out and we'd just shoot birds and kill them. You're just a kid. You've got a hunter's instinct or something. I don't know. And it'd be cold. Me and Larry, we'd take off. And he lived, his grandpa had a farm behind him. We'd go back out in there. And we'd, we'd shoot. We had a place that had some ducks. And we're trying to shoot the ducks and everything. I wouldn't do that now for nothing. You know what I mean? No, I don't think you ought to go just kill something, just kill it, leave it lay, do you? But when you're 8, 9, 10 years old, you don't think about it. You're just, there's a certain instinct. It's kind of like a child. They'll, they, they say things and do things they shouldn't, and they don't even realize what they're doing. But I'm going to tell you what, you should grow up eventually. Amen. You ought to grow out of some things eventually. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. You ought to believe it'll move on up a little bit eventually. Help me, Jesus, because I know I need to grow. But now listen, he said, If any man abide not in me, and he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. They're just twigs and sticks. Limbs fall out of the tree. They're no good. They're not bringing any forth fruit. They're not doing anything. They're just dead limbs. And what people, what do people do? They pick them up and throw them in a little fire somewhere because they're not bearing any fruit. I said they're not bringing forth any fruit. Like Jesus wants us to grow and bring forth fruit. Okay. He said, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever, now listen, there's benefit. He said, whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. There's blessings to following God. There's blessings to staying in the church. There's blessings to staying in the vine. So a disciple of God has to grow and has to bear fruit. Now let's look at, uh, uh, okay, we'll quit here in a minute. But let's look at, there's a couple of scriptures I want to look at. I want to go to Galatians for sure. Let's look at that. I was going to, look, I wanted to go to Ephesians too, but I definitely want to go to Galatians, I think, the fifth chapter, okay. Uh, let's go to the fifth chapter. We're going to start at, uh, uh, oh, let's go 16. 516. This, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay. <coughs> For the flesh... Lusteth against the spirit. In other words, it it it, it turns on it. It it uh, it desires different things. It doesn't desire 
the spirit. It desires something other than the spirit. Amen. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's why we need to make sure that the Holy Ghost is moving all the time. Because our desires, we can get in the flesh. Come on now. People can get in the flesh. Followers can get in the flesh. Leaders can get in the flesh. And follow after the wrong desires. And follow after the wrong things. And they lead, sometimes they'll lead whole congregations and whole people way off somewhere like Jim Jones or something down in Guyana somewhere. Because they're not following the Spirit of God. They're not, they're not letting God purge them. They're not letting God work on them. And they're not growing and they're not bringing forth the fruit they should. He said, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. In other words, you know, you've got to keep that old flesh cut down, because if you don't, it'll grow up, and you, it'll, <laughs> it'll grow up, and it'll cause you trouble. Amen. But if you be led by the led of the spirit... You're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. They're, they're put out here. They're shining. We can see what they are. They're apparent. We know what they are. And we know what they are. They're adultery. Fornication. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. That's uncontrolled. Lasciviousness is a, a, a compound. It's a word that means uh, licentiousness. Okay, filthy, wantonness, lasciviousness, and includes different vices, you know, different things, okay? But he said, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, and that is, uh, emulation is, uh, is uh, let's see what it says here, jealousy, zeal in behalf of something, a fierceness of indignation, okay? <laughs> And he said, Envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, such like, of which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, that's what we're talking about, the fruit. Okay. That which brings, uh, there's a word, progeny, like prosperity, like the, the fruit of your loins, a child comes from their father, you know, and originates and comes from there. And it, it's, a, it's an advantage, it's profit, it's praise, it's anything. Gather fruit, the life eternal, different things. But it means, you know, if you're producing and you're alive. I want to be alive. I don't know about you. I really do want to be, I want to be alive in the Spirit. Amen. I want to be alive in the Spirit. Praise God. Okay. So the fruit of the Spirit is, okay, now, the tree, an apple tree produces apples. An orange tree does not produce grapefruits. An orange tree produces orange. Okay, so the fruit of the Spirit is love, okay? It's one fruit, okay? But just like an apple has a, has a uh, skin, is that what they call it, apple skin? Huh? Peeling, yeah, we call it the peeling, skin. 
Okay, an apple is made up of got seeds in there. It's got that core in there. It's got the stem. It's got this, the, what's that word again? Peeling. peeling, we call it. An orange has got the orange peeling. It's got that little thing that grows down the middle. It's got seeds. That's what he's saying. The fruit of the Spirit is, it's got these different elements of it. Okay, it's a fruit. It's what should come out of the life of a child of a disciple. Okay, and you follow the Spirit because the Spirit gives life. We're talking about growing. You don't grow without the Spirit of God. You, nothing grows without life in it. Are we doing okay here? I know it's Wednesday, praise the Lord. <laughs> so this fruit that we're talking about of the Spirit, you see, that's why you need to walk in the Spirit. Because if you walk in the Spirit, he said there's now for, he goes on in the next couple chapters, talks about walking in the flesh and talks about the Spirit. And he talks about in your flesh, you want to do good, but you can't do good. But he said, if you walk in the Spirit, there's therefore now no condemnation to them that walk in the Spirit. If you make sure you stay in the Spirit, that'll get rid of a lot of problems. But he said, the fruit of the Spirit is, now here's what this fruit is made of. What should be, a disciple should be producing love. Isn't that right? Amen. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. By what? By your love one another. And then Jesus said, love your enemies. There should be a love in God's people. Amen. There should be something in them. They love people and they want to help people. Yes, sir. And they have a desire. They give of themselves. God's people are the best people there is. And they're giving of themselves. Amen. And this church is full of people that are doing. Brother Sean goes around and picks people up for church. And others that give. And they take make sure Sister Matthews is taken care of. And Sister Young calls Sister Matthews. And, you know, Sister Favorite. Everyone's there. It's working like it should. Amen. People care about each other. And they're trying to help each other. And it's working the love of God and, their, and joy, okay? Joy is a uh, cheerfulness. Uh, not, a, not, a, not a giddiness, but a calm delight. You know? There's something, it's joy is deeper than just being giddy or happy or, you know, giggly. When, in the spirit, you can have a calm delight. Like I said the other day, Sister Cox, you can sit down and watch Jimmy play on the playground, and you can watch just sit there and drink your coffee, because I heard Sister Cox likes her coffee. <laughs> she said that missionary coffee was really good. There you go. <laughs> But see that you got a beauty, you know, you might not have a bunch of money. You might not have a bunch of a big bank accounts. You might not drive a big new car, but you got a calm delight in God. Amen. Amen. And you're watching your child or your grandchild or whoever, and you're watching them. And you, <laughs> I took Henry, we took Henry to do a great times the other day. And, and I had this game and I had a bunch of, bunch of, uh, Buttons, okay, it was all buttons. And the idea was when the button lit up, you're supposed to hit it. I got the biggest kick out of that because that thing was lighting up and Henry was doing this, you know, and he, he was jumping all over, he was all excited. And I, I had a very calm delight just standing there watching him bounce around and we'll do that. Amen. <laughs> Amen, that's real living, praise the Lord. That's good stuff right there. 
See, we're back where we were the other day, but people think you've got to have all kind of money and you got to, you don't have to do that. You don't, if you got God, Brother Paul said, I'd rather have cardboard boxes for end tables with God than I would have mahogany tables and not have God. Because I'd rather be alive than I would be dead. Amen. In the spirit. Amen. Okay, calm delight. So love and joy. I'm going to quit here in a minute. Peace. Exemption from rage. Harmony, concord, safety, prosperity. The way of God leads to peace. The tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. You know, you get to a place. I thank God Sister Young and I reached it. it took us a few years to get there. But when you get a little crossways, you don't feel good about it anymore. You don't want it to be that way no more. When you're young, you get into it, you don't care. Go on, go to bed then. And you make up later, but. I don't remember what last night was all about, but I remember I didn't like the way we went to bed. And I got up this morning when she got up and I told her, didn't I? Didn't I? Did I? And I said, you know, I I didn't like the way that happened out. I mean, we didn't, we wasn't throwing nothing or nothing. It just, if she went to bed and I stayed downstairs for a little while, and then I went upstairs after she was asleep. I almost woke her up because I didn't like the way I felt. Amen. See, the Holy Ghost will lead you into peace. Yes. And when you walk in the Spirit, you sure feel a lot better. That getting mad and stuff, I don't like it anymore. It makes me feel bad. Getting upset, I don't like it anymore. I want to walk in peace, don't you? I said, I want to walk in peace. I don't want to feel bad anymore. I don't want to be all bent out of shape. And I, I want to stay, I want to be peaceful. Praise the Lord. Now, I know you got to stand your ground. I know you got to do some things. I have to deal with things. But see, the spirit, the fruit of it, you grow. That, that grow will, that fruit will grow, and it will produce love, joy, peace, long-suffering, putting up with things. You know, God's people put up with stuff. Well, I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd pack his bag and throw him out the door. No, hell. Ooh, don't get too quiet on me now. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I'll tell you what I'd do with him. I'll tell you what I'd do with her. I don't know how in the world you put up with her. Well, you're supposed to be long-suffering. That's why. Amen. Patient, endurance, constant, steadfast, persevere. Slowness in avenging wrongs. See, that's what a disciple does. That's how a disciple acts. A disciple of Jesus is different. Somebody say amen. amen. Brother Paul talked about back in the 60s, early 60s, I think he said. He was down at the city county building for something. And you know, this was back when race relations were the way they were back early 60s. But he said he noticed they were outside a courtroom or something. They were in the city county building. And there was some uh, white brethren and there was some uh, black African-American apostolic men. And they saw each other. And they said, praise the Lord, how are you? And they were hugging each other. You know how we do. 
this apostolic do. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And people were standing around looking at him. You know. I'm going to tell you something. A disciple goes against the grain. A disciple's not like everybody else. He don't have the same attitude. He don't have the same mindset. Because he's, he, he's got his roots down. And he's established in something that's real. And he's listening to the word of God. And he's listening to that spirit, of, that life-giving spirit. And it's helping him grow. And he becomes a disciple and he bears fruit. Long-suffering gentleness. Gentleness is uh, usefulness. Moral excellency in character and demeanor. Integrity. Kindness. And then he said, goodness, that is virtue, uprightness of heart. You know, people, people might get saved and not have an idea. I mean, everybody knows right and wrong. Everybody's got a conscience. But you know what I mean. Maybe, who knows? How many knows our world has this hard trouble figuring out what right and wrong is nowadays? And somebody might not understand something. But when you start becoming a disciple, you should learn. I forget this guy's name. It was comical. <laughs> Everybody adult in here tonight. He, every time he came to church, he had a new girlfriend. And somehow Brother Matthews talked to him and told him he didn't need to be uh, having sex with all his girlfriends. And he, his eyes got about that big and he said, you guys don't believe in having sex? <laughs> you see, he didn't, have, he didn't have the understanding. But I'll tell you what, he might be doing something he shouldn't do for a while, but he ought to come to the understanding of what's right and wrong. We all should, right? Eventually, eventually, we should grow into it and have understanding what uprightness is and what real goodness is. We're living in a world that calls evil good and good evil. Isn't that right? All right, let's finish up here. Goodness, faith, meekness, which is mildness, gentleness, temperance is self-control. How many knows we need a world with self-control in it? But a disciple, the fruit of a disciple is self-control. I told you about the car and truck deal the other day. People get out and hit people's car and do all kinds of stuff. Just don't have any self-control. They can't even hardly fly an airplane somewhere nowadays without somebody going off because they want them to wear a mask and they got to make emergency flight and turn around and everything else. People get into big fist fights on airplanes and everything. You know why? People don't have no self-control. But a disciple does. A disciple is so controlled... He's so controlled, Brother Steve, you can slap him on the cheek. And he just turns the other cheek. Right. Woo, hallelujah. hallelujah. I'll never forget. It, it was very impressive. I'll just never, I'll never forget. I got to quit, but I said that three or four times. I got to stop. I remember we was at the West Side. Brother Winters was sitting, he was in the pews are, like this, and he was leaning against the back of the pew, and this brother was tearing him up. I mean, this guy was tight, telling him off, duh, 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 duh. and Brother Winters just stood there like this, smiling. Now, I don't know what he was feeling on the inside. You know, I don't know what he was really thinking. 
I'd really like to take you outside and work you over, but I got to have a little self-control here. His office demanded that he have self-control. Not only his office as a pastor, but as a child of God, he should have it. Yes. Yes. See, it's not all just about the pastor having self-control or somebody else. Everybody's supposed to have it. Yes. Because that's the fruit of a disciple, okay? Goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such they, against such there is no Law and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. How many believes the disciples should be bringing forth fruit? Amen. Let's stand tonight. God bless you. There's a lot more scriptures than that. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Southwest Apostolic Church. If we can help you, we will. Give us a call, 317-227-0182. Send us an email, swac3161 at gmail. If we can help you, we want to. God bless. Thanks for listening.